It is another spring roster stunner. This time it's short. The only thing I can do for you guys is just play my game. And if you guys like it, I'm sure I'll hear about it. If you guys don't, I'm sure I'll hear about it. But we will have to wait to see and hear Vaughn Grissom again. From the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, this is an emergency edition of the Braves Report presented by Kroger, the podcast that takes you inside the clubhouse and gives you the stories behind the score. I'm Jay Black with our AJC Braves beat reporter, Justin Toscano, who's at spring training headquarters in Northport, Florida, and Justin, just when we thought we had the most predictable brave spring training ever, think again. Yeah, um, there is always at least one surprise each spring. This one, uh, knock on wood, had been going pretty smoothly, pretty boring in a good way. Uh, lots of fun things to write about, lots of spring training things to write about. The one twist came about a week ago when Braden Shoemake grabbed the attention of you know the team, and rightfully so. The big twist came today. Braden Shoemake and Vaughn Grissom both do not make the opening day roster. It'll be Orlando Arcia to get the start at short, and that's what we will be breaking down in this edition of the Braves Report. That decision, what led to it, what it means, and what Vaughn and Braden have to do to get back to the big league club. Plus, the roster's pretty much set now, so we'll look at how Atlanta's bullpen and outfield will be a week from Thursday. And we've got a ton of questions in our Ask Justin segment. We will answer all of those coming up. This is the Braves Report from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution presented by Kroger. And go digital and save even more with Kroger. Create an account on the Kroger app or website and start saving big with exclusive digital coupons. Go to Kroger.com slash sign up. That's Kroger.com slash sign up to get started. Ocean breeze. Tropical beach. Pina colada. You can buy an air freshener to make your car smell like you're in an oceanside paradise. Or, better yet, you can point your car toward Daytona Beach and come experience the real thing. Visit DaytonaBeach.com to discover all there is to see, do, and enjoy along the world's most famous beach. Daytona Beach, Florida. Beach on. All right, quick reminder, if this is your first time joining us, we got a bunch of people in the pond with this big news today. Welcome aboard, and please make sure you follow the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. And we do this show at least every Monday throughout the season or when big stories break like this one. So let's get right to the point. And if you caught our uh, our Monday roster prediction show, well, Justin, you did um, you did get it right in, in the outfield. Uh, yeah, yeah, in the outfield. Um, but, Jay, in terms of... The moves that were announced today, I was I was one for three. Didn't get it right at shortstop. Didn't get it right in the bullpen. And we'll go through those, but geez, I mean, you, you want to take a drink of water before we read these moves or there you go. There, there's there's my um there's the Doug Robertson Memorial coffee sip. And only Doug's <laughs> gonna get that joke. Uh, if you want to know what that means, uh, please listen to the Southern Fried Soccer Podcast all about Atlanta United. But all right, he- here's the moves if you're just joining us. At shortstop, Orlando Arcia will make the team as the team's opening day shortstop. Ahiri Andrianza is going to be the backup infielder, so that means Vaughn Grissom, Brendan Shoemake, they're both going down. In the bullpen, Nick Anderson, he's also going down, while Jesse Chavez right now is still on the roster. And in the outfield, Jordan Luplo will go down to AAA, so will Eli White. Kevin Pillar is going to stay up, and so will Sam Hilliard. But let's let's go with the big daddy, the one that's got everybody on fire, the shortstop. And there's so many questions, so we'll just start with a basic one. How did Orlando Arcia win this job over Vaughn Grissom? It came to a point um, where Vaughn Grissom would, 
would have had to, in the team's eyes, far exceed Orlando Arcia. Um, and the reason being is that the Braves didn't want to lose the depth. They didn't want to throw away their depth immediately. Um, and the reason that would have been is because let's go through this layer by layer. So if Grissom would have made the team, the Braves would have wanted him to be an everyday player because it doesn't make sense to bring up one of your top prospects and have him sit on the bench, use service time, have him, you know, stunt his development. That just doesn't make any sense. So if Grissom made the team, that means Orlando Arcia also makes the team, right? And so that would mean that Adrianza was on the outside looking in. Now, here's why that couldn't happen. Uh, because he's an XXB free agent. And when you get to at least six years of service time and finish the previous season on a team's 40-man roster or on the 60-day injured list, and you sign a minor league deal for the next season, basically you the team has to let you know within a certain time period if they're going to put you on the opening day roster if not they can give you you can request your unconditional release or a $100,000 retention bonus um and so the, all of this is to say that instead of throwing away the depth before a pitch was even thrown the Braves opted for Orlando Arcia and the reason they did that was because they felt he's been really good they felt he had a great season last year they thought he's looked really good this spring, especially the last seven to 10 days, swinging the bat well. He's seen as a guy who has plus hands at shortstop, um, a cannon for an arm. He plays great defense in their eyes. Um, and he hits well. Last year, he had a 104 OPS plus. Now, OPS plus is standard on base plus slugging percentage that you know, but it's standardized on a scale of 100, which is league average, and it accounts for external factors like ballparks and things like that. Um, so he was above average in that. And, you know, he used to be, and they've said this all along, he used to be a shortstop on a division-winning Brewers team. Uh, and so basically, they felt like Orlando Arcia at this moment in time would be a better option than Von Grissom. Does that mean that Von Grissom won't be better in the future? No. But they didn't believe it was worth shedding some of that depth early on, especially because Adrian's is a guy who's seen as a perfect fit for the 26th man on the roster. And what that means is that guy can not play for a week, not play for a week and a half. And Adrian's specifically isn't going to poison the clubhouse. Isn't going to sour on his role. He knows his role. He knows his place. Um, he's been around the game. He's a veteran and they can really use him in any way they want. And they valued the depth at the end of the day. If, they weren't sure, you know, Vaughn Grissom was going to be the everyday guy. I know a lot of Braves fans are are kind of on fire now because because I know when when Dansby Swanson w went to the Cubs, you could stomach a little bit. All right, clearing up some room for the for the young guy to take over at shortstop. Dansby got the bag. Let's give Vaughn a chance to see what he can do. And we heard, you know, all winter, even including from Alex Anthopoulos at Braves Fest that Vaughn was going to get every chance to win this job and that he went to Camp Ron Washington to become a better defender. I can see how the scouting community might have questions about Vaughn. I had questions about Vaughn when I first saw him, and I've been wrong plenty of times. The difference is we have a guy in Ron Washington who's unbelievable with this stuff, and he wouldn't just say something to say, and that doesn't mean he's always right and he's going to get it right. And look, we don't know how Vaughn's going to hit, and he's got to earn the job. Orlando Arcia can do it too, but... 
Wash really believes in Vaughn. We believe in Vaughn too, but we're going to go with who we think the expert in that area is. And I don't know anybody better in the game than, than Ron. So people have their opinion. That's what ma makes it fun. And I can totally see how scouts would feel that way. But even Vaughn, from when he first got here to now, he's gotten so much better. And he's 22 years old, going to be 22 years old. And you can't bet against the person and the makeup. And guys keep getting better. Was his defense this spring training bad enough to lose the job? No, I don't think so. At least not what we saw. I mean, he made the routine plays save for one of them that I can remember that I believe came on March 7th. Uh, he booted a ground ball. I'm trying to think. Um, and every play of every spring training game is hard to follow, but I, I don't think so. I think more that it came in the vein of he's 22 years old. Sure, he probably has the upside and the potential to be better than Orlando RC in the long term. Um, so could Braden Shoemaker, maybe. But the Braves felt that at this point in time, Grissom might not be better. And if there were any questions, they didn't want to lose the depth. I don't think his defense was that bad. I think they genuinely gave him every opportunity to win the job. But they said it all along. It was going to be an open competition. It was going to be a two-man competition between Orlando Arcia and Vaughn Grissom. Um, and he was given every opportunity. Now... You could debate, look, Orlando Arcia's, you know, he was an everyday shortstop for a while, made a swing adjustment, you know, in 2020 um, that he's used after that. But he's only started six games at shortstop since the end of the 2020 season. Um, he played a lot of second base out of necessity last year. And, you know, Dansby's an everyday player. Makes sense. Um, but, yeah, they see him as a guy who has a great arm plus hands, um, and and can play the def position defensively. I don't think Von Grissom's defense was bad enough to lose the job, um, and his offense sure as heck wasn't bad enough to, to not win the job. I think it was this sort of thing where the way the Braves viewed it is this. Look, Von Grissom had to blow the doors off of Orlando Arcia. He had to completely exceed Orlando Arcia to get this job and that's the way they thought of it in the end was has he been that much better where we're willing to take Orlando Arcia make him that bench piece that utility guy lose Adrianza um, and roll from there and for them the answer was no because this almost makes them they feel this makes them more malleable uh, and more multiple gives them more options basically and the reason being is because okay they might be wrong and I think they know they might be wrong <laughs> Like, they would acknowledge that, that they might be wrong about all of this. And say Orlando Arcia comes out and falls on his face. Well, okay, then it's going to be Grissom or Shoemake time. Like, they can just reverse course whenever they want. They just didn't want to throw away the depth before the season even started. Um, and they feel comfortable enough with what they've seen from Arcia's defense and his bat um, to say that, no, Grissom isn't much better than this guy. Again, they might be wrong. I don't think Von Grissom did anything to lose the job. I just don't think he won it by the high bar that they were expecting or that they maybe had required when they thought about this some more. He hit 291 in 141 games as a 21-year-old in the major leagues. And then with all the pressure on him, hits 371 this spring training. Does anybody doubt the bat? No, I mean, I don't think so. The bat to ball is really good. Um, he's got a little bit of power in there, as he showed last season. I think that's 
that's where people are going to have issues with this, fans, and I can see it. If you look at Orlando Arceus spring versus Von Grissom spring, Von Grissom spring at the plate is better. Um, Von Grissom season last year, granted, in around, I think it was mm, 70, 80 fewer at bats, but Von Grissom season at the plate last year was better. It gives you more upside. And I think that's why a lot of people, like a lot of fans, it's going to be a tough sell for them. Uh, and that's understandable, especially because you see Grissom and you know he's a good young prospect, exciting guy, the upside. He runs the bases really well. Um, he's a great athlete. Like he was, he's going to develop at shortstop very nicely, I think, in the minors. Um, but no, yeah, no, nobody doubts the bat. I, I mean, I think the bat's there. Um, and I think that's why this was surprising because he really can give them a punch offensively. But the Braves feel that Arcia can do that as well enough to where his defense is superior. You know, they view it probably as superior to Grissom's. Um, and Grissom gets time to develop in the minors and just really didn't, like I said, didn't reach the highest bar he, he might have needed to to really convince them to take him over keeping the depth. Did Brandon Shoemake close the door? A little bit. Yeah, yeah, I think. I think he certainly grabbed their attention. Now, look, Shoemake, based on what I heard, was only going to make the team in a platoon role as a left-right platoon. So if you you noticed Shoemake, a lefty, the past few days started against Tanner Houck in Fort Myers against Boston, and then Kenta Maeda in Fort Myers against Minnesota. And the reason being is because the Braves wanted to get him at bats um, against righties and see how that bat would play, see if they could work that platoon in, um, if it would, you know, get more answers on him. He certainly closed the gap to the point where, look, he's now on level footing, right? And if you're Braden Shoemake, isn't that a win? On this podcast, we've talked, we've talked time and again about how, man, last year when Grissom was going to get called, was getting, was called up, that was going to be Shoemake if he hadn't torn his PCL on a collision in the outfield. That would have been him. He was jumped by Von Grissom. Well, this spring, because of what just happened, the tables are completely even right now. And, you know, you thought Von Grissom might have an inside track on the job because he was a little higher in the organizational depth chart by virtue of making the majors last season. Well, now they're pretty much level. Uh, and it's going to be quite an intriguing battle um, in AAA to see who gets hot and who gets that first nod. Who plays shortstop in AAA? Vaughn Grissom's going to play shorts, a lot of shortstop in AAA. They'll both play shortstop in second base, but Vaughn Grissom's going to get a lot more time at short. The reason being that the Braves need to see him develop there um, and need to get him more innings there. <laughs> they don't have any questions about Braden Shoemaker at short. His defense is incredible. He's played a lot of minor league innings there. Um, they need to see Grissom at short. He needs to get that development time, um, and this is a perfect time to do it. So he's going to see more time at short. But the, the big thing to know is that they're both going to be everyday guys. So they're both going to be in there getting regular at-bats, playing the middle infield together. Um, and, man, I wonder if Von Grissom and Braden Shoemake look at each other on their first days, you know, in, in the minor league side of things tomorrow and be like, what, what in the world just happened? Just like this <laughs> complete whirlwind. Now, there's been like 40 of these questions uh, asked on your Twitter feed when we get around to the Ask Justin segment. Oh, so we're going to deal uh, with it here. And thank you all who uh, brought this up. You know, this is this is the trade question, right? It does oh, yeah. kind of smell like possibly a move. But, I mean, 
you can't make this announcement unless there's a hundred percent certainty something's going to happen. Otherwise, this is your move. This is your team. Right. And I think like teams probably don't showcase guys as much because it, it like you know teams have other info on your players, things like that. I don't know. I mean, that was my first inkling. I won't lie. Like one of my first things was like, man, are they going to trade for a shortstop? Cause it doesn't really, at first it didn't make much sense to me to take the guy whose bat seems like the lesser one in the competition. Um, Grissom seems to have more upside. Now here's the thing is upside doesn't necessarily matter that much. Um, right now, Orlando Arcia, they feel he's the better shortstop. And that's what they went. He's probably the safer bet. Um, and they can try him out. If he falls in his face, they'll call up one of the other two. But, I mean, yeah, it, it does. I don't know if a trade's on the horizon, but I, I do, you know, if people are sniffing that out, I, I wouldn't completely blame you because it looks like something like that. But, yeah, I feel like if that were going to be the case, we would hear about it tonight or early tomorrow because you don't do something like this without a move already down the pike. Um, so I, I I do think they genuinely, yeah, I mean, I think they genuinely wanted to keep the depth um, and are prepared to run Orlando Arce out there. Um, but it's Alex Anthopoulos. Expect the unexpected. I won't make any, you know, I was wrong on two of my three predictions for those battles, um, those roster battles. So, I mean, yeah, sure. Anything could happen. Uh, and we can't rule anything out. If a team comes to the Braves with a great offer or if they somebody's available and they want to swing a trade, they will. Like, it doesn't matter what we think today, what happens today. And maybe even, you know, if they were to come out publicly and say Orlando Arce is our shortstop, to, that might not even matter. If a team wows them with a deal, look at the catcher situation where Alex Anthopoulos made it clear that, well, you know, we like our surplus. Not, not if a guy like Sean Murphy's on the table, though. Yeah. So it depends on the deal. But I do think that the Braves actually are prepared to run out there with Orlando Arcee as their starting shortstop, barring, you know, a trade. All right, coming up, we'll have a quick look at the winners in the bullpen and the outfield competition. This is the Braves Report from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, presented by Kroger. What's so great about being a Kroger Boost member? Free delivery on the Kroger products you love and more rewards too, like double fuel points on everything you buy. Experience a new level of membership, starting as low as $59 a year with Boost by Kroger Plus. Learn more at Kroger.com today. Ocean breeze, tropical beach, an air freshener can make your car smell like paradise. A drive to Daytona Beach will actually get you there. Beach on. Plan your trip today at DaytonaBeach.com. All right, quick reminder, if you've missed it, a special deal going on right now to join our community and subscribe to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. 99 cents gets you unlimited digital access for the next six months, and there is a ton that we have to offer. Just on the Braves front, we've got everything that Justin writes, and then our team of sports journalists that also back Justin up, uh, like Gabriel Burns, and then our columnist Michael Cunningham and uh, Mark Bradley. You can also get access to our newsletters, Bradley's Buzz from Mr. Bradley, the Braves Report, access to our terrific e-paper and all the photos and the layouts that are there. You can get all that. And all our news coverage, all our sports coverage, breaking news, investigations, food and dining, everything. Six months, 99 cents. 
Go to subscribe.ajc.com slash podcast so you always know what's really going on. That is subscribe.ajc.com slash podcast. All right, now let's look at the outfield. And the Braves loaded up on backup slash platoon options for Eddie Rosario. Luplo and White go down. Hilliard and Pilar stay. And this one kind of lines up like you thought. Yeah, not only do I think Pilar is the type of guy uh, the veteran they've carried in the past, kind of that savvy, versatile veteran. Um, he's also one of those guys that would have been able to effectively opt out of his deal because he's got enough service time and is on a minor league deal. Um, so if he weren't on the opening day roster, they probably were going to lose him because I think he could be on, he could make another team uh, and play in the majors this year based on how he's played this spring and what teams know about him now that he's healthy. Um, and Sam Hilliard was a guy. Look, he's playing well. Eli White played well. Jordan Luplo looked, you know, good and has looked better in his at bats. Um, but Sam Hilliard's out of options. We talked about this on Sunday's show. This was the thing we were right about. Um, I should say Monday's show. Jordan Luplo just needs more at bats. He came into spring with an oblique strain. He was behind. Uh, he told me today actually that he's feeling a lot better. Um, and his timing's kind of coming around. He's getting a lot closer and, and would have been ready for opening day had the team, you know, opted to take him. I talked to him hours before they optioned him. Um, but he just needs more at-bats. He'll get there, and if he kind of sets the world on fire at AAA, he's going to be up um, at some point. Uh, but, yeah, it really came down to options. Eli White played well. Sam Hilliard played well. Jordan Luplo is getting there. Kevin Pillar, they like. Um, but they would have lost Pilar and Hilliard had they not planned to take them. Uh, and I think they have every intention of taking them if things stay the same as they are right now. And they're going to keep that depth instead of lose it. As for the bullpen, Nick Anderson, very strong spring, but not enough to stay up. How much of this is an options decision? How much of this is trying to, to beef up his arm? How much of this is the fact that they didn't really have a long guy outside of Jesse Chavez? Yep. Yep, uh, points A and C from you uh, is is what I would or what I would go with. Options had completely everything to do with it. Basically, as I understand it, had nothing to do with his performance. Uh, I think he could make a lot of teams in baseball with the way he's pitching this spring. He looks like he's that guy that's getting back to his pre-injury form, but he's got two minor league options. Um, Jesse Chavez is another one of those. Guys who, you know, if he wanted, could elect free agency if they didn't put him on the opening day roster. So it's options and length, um, or, you know, kind of what I understand or what I think it to be. Um, Jesse Chavez goes multiple innings. He can pitch in any situation. He eats innings for you. Um, good long man. Nick Anderson, on the other hand, throws an inning. And because he's got options, if you were to lose the depth, you would have to be absolutely sure if you're the Braves that Nick Anderson can be a late inning guy, that he can make it worth losing the depth. Um, and so, yeah, I don't think it had anything to do with anything but options and length and depth. Uh, and if you're Nick Anderson, you're probably pretty disappointed because over the offseason, he had um, interest from the Royals and the Mets um, were a couple teams that were interested. And Man, if I try to project out those teams as bullpens, especially now that Edwin Diaz is hurt, uh, I think if he pitches this way, which is no guarantee because he's in a different camp, different organization, but if he pitches for those two like he did for the Braves this spring, he makes those teams. Um, 
So, you know, they're going to need him at some point. You always do with relievers. He'll be up, uh, you know, probably sooner rather than later. But he was one of those guys that his numbers say, you know, and the readings say that you can't you can't leave him off the roster. But then again, the theme of today was that the Braves really value this depth. Uh, and that's really something we should remember going forward when we're doing these shows. And that's where we're going to start our Ask Justin segment, where we answer Braves fans' many, 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 many questions on Twitter at Justin C. Toscano. Or is this like a, a lightning round? Are we getting through a lot of these? Uh, we're going to get th- most of them are repeats. So um, okay. there's going to be a lot of proxies here. So we apologize for all of those that uh, kind of asked the, the same question. Uh, but we do appreciate uh, kind of a record uh, turnaround. Like uh, we got 40 questions in half an hour while uh, Justin was picking up his late night tacos. So yeah, uh, we. we Thanks, we appreciate Alex. everybody's uh, everybody chipping in there. So we'll start with uh, Mark Fussell on the option situation. Is it worth keeping these guys who would get claimed off waivers if the guys we, the Braves, are sending down are actually better or will be soon? This includes Nick Anderson. Is Alex Anthopoulos just playing 4D chess to keep depth until someone gets hurt? Yeah, um, it's, it's the 4D chess. I think when you weigh options versus performance and projected performance uh, I use the example of Nick Anderson to keep him over losing depth you have to be sure that he's going to play a crucial enough role and in the bullpen that's probably like a late inning guy um, a high leverage guy uh, in the case of Eli White if Eli White's not going to be an everyday player not going to be the strong side of a platoon at least why would you lose Sam Hilliard who's also playing well um I think the prevailing theme in this is that you need players to get through a six-month season, not to get through one playoff series. Uh, So, yeah, you want to go north of the best 26 for sure. You don't want to sacrifice any of that. And I don't think the Braves, you know, Nick Anderson's probably confused. You know, Von Grissom might, you know, be kind of confused. Who knows? Like, who knows what they're feeling? But... You want to go north of the best 26, but but it's also, it's not just the best team, you know, on day one. It's it's the deepest team, the best team over six months. And I do want to point out, you know, that you know we, we always make a huge deal of opening day rosters because it's a lot of fun, but it's opening day in April, not opening day of the playoffs. 53 players suited up for the Braves last year. This was the these were the players on the opening day roster for a team that won more than 100 games last year. Waskari Noah, Tucker Davidson, Sean Newcomb, Tyler Thornburg, Manny Pena, Alex Dickerson. Man, that's uh and Alex Dickerson was one of the, you know, was one of those options guys, right? Yeah, you need so many guys. Like I, and this is no disrespect to Tyler, but I didn't even remember Tyler Thornburg was no. on last year's opening day roster. It basically, it's about opening day. Jay is like, it's funny because we always project the opening day roster. Opening day is such an arbitrary date. It's just the one that is set in Major League Baseball. And we're like, who's going to make the opening day roster? Who made the team? It's like high school. It's like a high school team. But you know, you know, you know what happens to the guys who don't make the high school team? It's me who go into broadcasting. The guys who don't make the major league team still get to play ball. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Um, and oftentimes, they get called up. So, yeah, there, there's always injuries. People underperform. There are weird circumstances, strange situations. Um, and, yeah, I, I mean, I, I just 
I keep going back to it that you have to I know sometimes these moves can seem a little strange. Um, but if the Braves didn't have to, I think this is the way they think. Like if they didn't have to, why would they throw away that depth? It would it wouldn't make any sense, even if that is unfortunate because like a Nick Anderson is pitching so well. Jordan Lupo, Eli White have played well, um, things like that. Like it, it just doesn't make sense for them to throw away their depth because another team's going to take those players. You want to be the deepest organization. Um, and they spent the entire offseason identifying these guys who could maybe be good bets to make the opening day roster or at least be depth. And now, why would they throw them away? Next question from comes from Benji Godwin. Is all this really not to lose the depth of Adrianza? And that's what I'm kind of still wrapping my head around is I understand – all the you know the depth in the bullpen and the depth on the bench in the outfield, but would you really send down your possibly best starting shortstop for a utility infielder? Yeah, I mean, you can take anybody as a twenty-six man, but if it's a guy who you know is going to contribute to the clubhouse chemistry, good clubhouse guy, he's not going to complain about his limited role. He can go a week without playing, a week and a half without playing, and still stay prepared. Then he profiles pretty well as that last man on the roster. I can see the questions. You know, I, I totally understand them because, yeah, I I was I thought about it the same way. I'm like, man, I I just don't know. But this is the way they've chosen to view it. Um, and hey, if you view it like, well, why would you be doing this for Adrianza and yada yada? That means a trade must be coming. That's, you know, that's your opinion. It's your prerogative to view it like that. I totally get it. They viewed it as wanting to keep the depth. Um, and they like how he profiles as kind of that last man on the roster and that he's going to be, he's a good fit for that role more so than Orlando Arcia if Orlando Arcia is playing well. Um, and you can't send, you know, you can't bring up one of the prospects and have them just rot yep. on the bench. Um Next up, Evan Dietz. Is there any kind of service time manipulation at play here, or did the new CBA do away with that completely? Yeah, I, I wouldn't know specifically, honestly, with that one because it's it's so hard to know. Like you can't get that for sure. But I just I don't think so because when the Braves, you know, needed a center fielder, they called up Michael Harris, uh, and they called up Michael Harris knowing that he just needed to play some defense and hit a little better than Travis Demerit. Like he just needed to fill that role. Um, they called up Von Grissom because they needed to. Uh, and they had other options there. Like they had other guys they could have called up from AAA that would have just been complete fill-ins. So like, I don't think so just because they've shown the willingness before to take the best option. For Michael Gillis, I know I might be blowing this out of the water, but could the Braves be going after Tim Anderson or Ahmed Rosario? That seems kind of big. Yeah, that would be big. Um, it might take a prospect or two and somebody, you know, from that layer of depth. But I mean, yeah, they, they could. I, I just don't rule anything out with Alex Anthopoulos because so many times it's 4D, 5D chess where it's, I didn't even see this coming. I had Grissom as, I was like, okay, let's not overthink this. Grissom still got the inside track for the job. And they did this. So, I, yeah, I, I think anything's in play. Although, it, you know, if you're making a move like this and doing it singularly where it happens on its own, it, 
unless a trade wasn't finished, it seems like you're sticking, you know, they're willing to stick with this. Next from Andrew Blaylock. I think this is the best question of the night. I love your prediction for who is the starting shortstop come playoff time. Oh, <laughs> oh man. You know what? I really like the job Orlando Arcia does. Uh, and I just think, I think, I I believe in Von Grissom. Uh, I think this is going to really light a fire. Um, I think he's shown an ability to work hard. Uh, he's still got the bat. He's going to get better defensively. I think Von Grissom's a part of this team moving forward. This is for me, and kind of the bottom line here is, can the Braves win a championship with this unsettled situation at short? Yeah, I, I I think so, because I think it'll eventually be settled. Like, I think eventually you, you're going to have a guy who, or a couple of them, who fill that role. Like, if it's Von Grissom in Orlando Arcia, if it's Braden Shoemaker in Orlando Arcia, I mean, the Braves are still the Braves. Uh, the Braves are one of a few teams to have, like, probably seven, six or seven set lineup spots where you know they're going to be good at least five uh and and that usually means you're one of the best teams in baseball plus they have a great rotation seemingly um and a very deep bullpen that we just talked about where a couple of the guys who aren't going to make the team uh could be you know relievers on other teams um i think they can just because i think they're well-rounded enough and talented enough shortstop's a very very important position they'll have to patch it up together well but i mean look like houston Jeremy Pena like ended up winning, you know, MVP in the postseason. But like, I mean, he wasn't setting the world on fire all year, you know, like it, it, it can be done. Like it matters. The whole team in baseball matters. And I think, yeah, I think they can shuffle through guys, find what works, do whatever and, and still win a World Series because I do think they have the talent uh, and especially the pitching to do so. I did see today that the Braves uh, have the highest ranked team in uh, MLB The Show video game. So there's that. Yes. Uh, do you want to take a guess at who the highest rated Brave is on the ranking system? Uh, I actually know the answer to that, and uh, that's Spencer Strider. Yeah. Does that does that surprise you at all? Yes, it does. Extremely. It it, it kind of does to me, too, because you think of Ronald Acuna, or you think of, heck, like Austin Riley, or, or Max Fried, or Michael Harris. But then I guess if you think of like what a video game would value, <laughs> I guess in a hundred mile an hour fastball you can't hit with a wicked slider and the best stuff we've seen since maybe like Degrom is what you know opposing hitters are saying. I guess that would qualify as a ninety four overall or whatever they've got him at. All right, last question from Andy Harris: Is Jesse Chavez a lock, or does Michael Tonkin actually have a shot at the last bullpen spot? Ooh, you know. I think I think Tonkin, because he's out of options, might have a shot. But that's only if Jesse Chavez would take the retention bonus and stay in the organization and not opt out. Like if they know that Jesse's gonna opt out and would go somewhere else, then it's gonna be Jesse. But I, I still honestly like I think that's why Tonkin would have a shot. But I think it's Jesse. Like more length. Like I think more than likely it's Jesse. He gives you. He can eat. He can go multiple innings. Uh, he's great for the clubhouse. Great guy to have around, um, and he still pitches well with the Braves. Uh, and so I, I think he's a valuable guy to have around. Good piece for them. Um, can serve in a multitude of roles. And so I would say it's Chavez. All right, we got one favor we got to ask of everybody before we go. 
Yeah, we always ask for your feedback on this show. We are going to provide an opportunity for you to give that to us. So if you head into the show notes, we've got our Braves report survey, a few questions that we want to ask of you uh, so we can really improve this show here. We're serious about making this the, the essential Braves podcast for the Braves fans. So if you got any feedback for us, if you like what you hear, if you hate what you hear, uh, please uh, fill out our survey and uh, let you know what you think of the show. Is that is that kind of your tell your friends, tell your enemies line for this one? That, that's that's that. Please tell your friends, tell your enemies to fill out the survey and rate, review, follow, and share. The enemy of your enemy is your friend, right? So the enemy of your Braves report listening friends enemy. I don't know. Anyways, fill out the form, give us some feedback. We're always open to it, but yeah, we do appreciate you listening to this. You're up pretty late, um, so we appreciate you being on here to kind of coordinate this, but it's fun to get to do these things. I feel like this is why you live for, you know, to be in this business is for these days, right, where something breaks and something drops and you're going, you know, kind of one of those drinking from the fire hose days. Yep, and uh, we know that uh, you guys are going to enjoy it. We hope that you're going to enjoy listening to it. We know that you will listen. And uh, we'll be back. uh, Unless something else pops, uh, our plan is to return on Monday for the Braves Report from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. When you're looking for leading cardiac treatment, look to Northside Hospital Heart Institute. We lead with five emergency cardiac care centers, so we're here when you need us most. We lead with more than 55 locations in Georgia. That means we're always in the heart of your neighborhood. We lead with clarity, because clear direction is better when it comes to understanding every step of your treatment. Northside Hospital Heart Institute. We lead with heart. Ocean breeze. Tropical beach. Pina colada. You can buy an air freshener to make your car smell like you're in an oceanside paradise. Or, better yet, you can point your car toward Daytona Beach and come experience the real thing. Visit DaytonaBeach.com to discover all there is to see, do, and enjoy along the world's most famous beach. Daytona Beach, Florida. Beach on.